Hey guys, welcome to the Single Witch Strategy Podcast. It is 5.53 p.m. on Wednesday, June 16th. Welcome back and thanks again for listening. And if you're new, hey, I'm your host, Rochelle, and my husband, Sam, and I are the creators of singlewitchstrategy.com, where we help millennials see God's design for faith, smart dating, and marriage. Pretty much, we share tools for millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and with one and prepare them for family if that is a current desire they have. Now, before I get started, as always, I want to tell you where you can keep the combo going with me after the end of this podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. Our IG handle is at Marriage for Millennials, so feel free to follow and talk with me there. Also, the podcast is on all listening outlets, so subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Just type Single with Strategy, the podcast, in the search bar, and it'll pop up for you. Last thing, if you've been following, or even if you haven't, please be sure to grab your free How to Date Strategically in 90 Days ebook and the Single with Strategies course as well that will teach you how to elevate your dating identity and go from dating casually and aimlessly to strategically and purposefully. Alrighty, guys, let's jump in. Welcome back, guys. How are you? How are you doing? I hope that you are doing well. Um, I'm recording right now. Sam is actually home, but he's got Hillary. <laughs> so again, I'm doing it solo dolo. Y'all know it's so hard. It's so hard to record us two together. Maybe once we put Hill down, maybe we'll try to be a little bit more intentional. But by that time, sometimes we'd be poo poo be tired. So um, it is just me, but Sam is here. He says hello. <laughs> All right. So yes, we are doing well. Um, I mean, <sighs> Miss Lady She's going to be one in about eight days. I can't even deal. I can't. But yeah, like I said, Sam has her. So if you hear her in the background, she says hello. Hillary says hello. Well, all right. Today we are talking about moving in harmony while dating and married. And, you know, a lot of women, they're on the quest to find someone, right? Everybody's like, okay, can you help me find a dating candidate? Help me find my bae. Help me find my husband. Right. But what really needs to be discussed is the maintenance of that. Right. Okay. Like, is it about how you get it or how you keep it? Right. Um, So we want to talk about the maintenance of your dating candidates and healthy ways to maintain a relationship once you've reached the point, the checkpoint. Right. Once you've gotten the dating relationship, the great person, how do you maintain that? Or even for more long-term thinking, when you're married, how do you maintain that? Like, what are the practical things that we do daily, daily living that helps to maintain that union? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And so to help me with my thoughts, I'm going to be using the Love Lock book. This was a book that was sent to me a couple years ago, actually, a couple years ago. It was sent to me by Dr. Rich Rollins and Dr. Marty Trammell. And so I'm going to be using them just to kind of tie in um, some of my points and so that you get a more well-rounded picture of what it is I'm trying to share with you today. All right, so reading a portion here. Several years after graduating from college, I, Rich, worked as a medical technologist in a local hospital. I arrived one afternoon to an explosion of angry words coming from the outpatient waiting room. In the middle of the room stood the associate hospital administrator and my boss. Nose to nose they stood, name calling, neither willing to back down. My gaze migrated to the patient shifting uncontrollably in the vinyl chairs. I remember feeling embarrassed for these two adults. The conflict involved the chair arrangement in the waiting room. 
the administrator felt it was his responsibility to determine the outpatient waiting room layout. My boss was determined not to relinquish any ground in the matter. Everyone except these two saw this as a minor issue. Sometime later, my boss asked my opinion about the discussion. If you expend that kind of energy over the placement of a few chairs, what kind of response will you have when the issue is a major one, I asked. Disturbed that I didn't take her side in the matter, she tried to make the conflict more significant. What right does he have to come down here and dictate the arrangement of our outpatient room? From my perspective, she had rationalized her outburst over a minor issue by trying to make the issue seem more important than it was. She had done little to demonstrate a desire to understand and support her colleague. Several months later, the administration made some demands on our area that negatively affected our work. We had no lines of communication for resolving the situation since our boss was perceived by the administration as a reactor. This time, her legitimate complaint was ignored because she had overreacted earlier to a problem she should have labeled minor. The same is true in marriage. When we respond to a minor issue in a major way, we undermine our future ability to effectively resolve conflict and create the kind of friendship that encourage a deeper understanding. So let's create a stopping point right there. Y'all, this was me years ago. And to be honest, this would be me today. <laughs> but enough failure and wisdom has taught me a lot. Um, shout out to God. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to all the people that love me enough to get me together. <laughs> right? But yeah, like I would make a big deal out of everything and I, being such a vocal person and such a direct person, I had to learn how to pick my battles. Like something that like Sam would say when he was younger is, and how we're similar is like we're just so like raw and transparent. It's just like, no, like they need to know how I'm, they need to know how I'm feeling. And that was literally me like full throttle, like cage stage. Like I, you got to know. Right. And yes, that landed in a lot of um, just trials in which I was able to learn how to move and move with wisdom. So two things here. One, this is natural, right? Most women that are dating and married do this. And why do we do this? Right. We do this surprisingly you may look at it as a bad thing, but the intention is good, right? We do this because we just want to get it right, right? We've seen so many statistics. We have seen so many couples not take each other seriously. We have seen so many people get divorced and it's just like, I don't want to be caught in that number. Please spare me, right? But as a result, we get super critical or it's super hard for us to smell the roses of where we are. And quite frankly, it annoys the men that you're dating. And it will eventually annoy the mess out of your husband. <laughs> okay? So there's that. Second thing, it doesn't mean that there still isn't an issue at hand, right? I think that a lot of times we are like an all or nothing type of culture where it's kind of just like I'm either unbothered and nothing phases me because I am so emotionally intelligent and zen or 
I'm pressed and I'm knocking on your door. I want to pull up on you because we need to talk about this now, right? There's either no issue or it's a tragic issue that must be addressed right now, right? And I think that's where we miss the mark. There's a part in the middle that says, I'm not dying over this, but we do, we should talk about this, right? Or, you know, um, there's a sweet spot in the middle that requires wisdom, Wisdom to know when to speak so that we are not over-exaggerating our thoughts Um, because failure to have that wisdom will have you doing the right thing in the wrong way, which is sometimes just as bad. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. You may have been right, but you weren't wise. So there's that, right? So While dating or married, it's important to gain some common ground on what is major, right? And we are different people that come from different upbringings. So a lot of times what's major will be subjective. And that's what starts a lot of arguments. But that's why communication is important to make sure that the both of you guys, whether dating or married, are on one accord. So let's continue reading. Just as it is never wise to treat a minor conflict as a major one, it also isn't helpful to treat a major conflict as if it were minor. The Bible's dramatic love poem, The Song of Songs, describes the importance of making sure we take a serious look at conflicts in our marriages before we call them minor. In a passage where the bride is hiding from her lover because she views herself as inadequate, as plain and ordinary, the lover warns, Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. Song of Songs 2.15 The little foxes are things like a person's view of his or her attractiveness that although they appear to be little things can seriously ruin the delights or the vineyards in a relationship. Most of us would think that the large foxes would be more of a serious threat because they're large enough to eat the fruit and ruin the harvest. But the little foxes are actually the most dangerous because they eat at the root and destroy the entire vine. What Solomon seems to be telling us is that the intoxicating aspects, the vineyards in a marriage, are damaged when we minor on the majors. When my wife and I, and this is Marty speaking, cover this passage in premarital counseling, we usually find Solomon's point confirmed. Many women identify with the young bride in this ancient love story, but fail to realize how they feel about their fail to realize that how they feel about their beauty affects the harmony in their marriage. Solomon's point is that women and men who treat their low opinion of their attractiveness as a minor conflict often find less intimacy and understanding in their marriages. The lover's point is important to repeat. Make sure you catch the little foxes because the damage they do is major. We had a client, Rob, that discovers this the hard way. Pastor, my wife Lynn just left me. She said she wants a divorce. She said she can't live this way anymore. Rob was devastated. He had arrived home from a business trip to find his house empty. His wife had left him a message on his phone. To make matters worse, Lynn had found another man who demonstrated a desire to understand her, her boss. So let's stop there. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that one was definitely, uh, you know, 
a lot more extreme. But you see, there is a thin line, right? And wisdom is usually what helps us to know what side of the line we need to be on, right? And like the book says, just as it is not good to make a big deal out of small things, ignoring small things because we don't deem them to be important enough is also a recipe for disaster. I mean, how many times have you talked to someone and you feel like whatever you're saying to them is being minimized because it's just not of value to them, right? Um, That's an open door, For someone else to say, hey, I see you, I value you, I value your opinion, and very soon you can be like, wow, this person values what I'm saying, but the person I took vows with or the person that I'm dating can't hear me. Maybe I'm with the wrong person. You know how it goes. It's very easy to fall into that. So it's important that we are always asking ourselves and our partners, you know, are there things that I may be blowing out of proportion, right? Like we talked about earlier, my desires or not slowing down to truly know what my desires are, you know? Or, you know, my superficial desires, he has to be six feet tall, dark, handsome, right? Or maybe my complaints, you know, always nitpicking at every little thing, right? We also have to ask ourselves, bringing it back to the second part of the book, what are the things that are major that I may be treating as minor, Right. And I think this is what women struggle with the most while dating. They hyper focus on chemistry and fail to look for character, which they later regret in the end. Right. Or if you're married, you know, your husband may be showing you signs um, and you just may not be listening and vice versa as well. Right. And so that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about moving in harmony. Right. It's not just about like finding someone, right? Because that can be the easy part of the matter, right? But when people say I've been married for 25 years, I've been married for, um, you know, 35 years and even 10 years, you know, like that's called maintenance, (laughs) right? And, um, you know, how you maintain that is important. So I want you to take that with you this week. And so we've talked about communication, right? We've talked about maintaining relationships and even the way we choose our relationships. And you may be wondering, right, like, where do I start? Like, I hear you, bro. (laughs) I hear you and it sounds good, but where do I start? Well, look, I got you covered. (laughs) So in my Single with Strategy course, we talk about this, maintaining relationships once you receive them. Of course, we talk about things to do to actually attract someone and who your ideal candidate should be and mindset and all that stuff. But then we talk about maintenance as well, right? Because that's extremely important. Don't want to just leave you high and dry, right? And so I truly break down this in the course that I created. And my end promise to you is that you will elevate your dating identity and come in equipped, right? And avoid a lot of mistakes and find quality candidates, So I encourage you to enroll in the course and for more information on how you can enroll in our course or our masterclass that's also available, go ahead and head to singlewithstrategy.com. Well, alrighty guys, that is all I have for you today. Let me know what you thought about this. I'm going to post a graphic on Instagram to let everybody know that the podcast has dropped. So once you listen to this podcast and you hear this, Go ahead and go back to my Instagram post and chat with me. Let me know, how will you use wisdom while dating or married this week? 
I want you, I want to hold you accountable. So this week, you got to do it this week. So what are you going to be doing this week? Alrighty, guys, I can't wait to talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.